Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we are going to talk to Mike Banworth and Father Scott Trainer about the Catholic Family Sharing Appeal, which will be starting up this weekend, actually. Uh, this coming week, I should say. Um, so it should be a good conversation. We'll find out what uh, what they're looking forward to this year or for the next year, and so on. First... <laughs> I ran out of things to say. You had nothing else to say. <laughs> nope. That's great we're, for we're a gonna, host of a radio show. Uh, thank you. I got nothing. It's a good day. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk to Dr. Chris Bergwald first with a, for some biblical bites with Dr. B. Biblical bites Save with Dr. B. Save me from myself, save. please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save you with the psalm. Oh, the psalm. The psalm for, for mass today. Psalm 147 uh, has this line early on, early on in it, in at least the part that we will we hear at mass. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem, the dispersed of Israel he gathered. Actually, I'm going to read the first stanza. Praise the Lord for he is good. Sing praise to our God for he is gracious and is fitting to praise him. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem, the dispersed of Israel he gathers. So uh, we've been talking lately. I think actually, remember last week we talked about Capernaum? Yes. And after we recorded, um, our trusty engineer, Bill, said, I feel like this is like a geography lesson every week. <laughs> It is. <laughs> so it's going to be a bit of a history lesson this week. Okay. Oh, goody. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good at history. So, maybe. So, <laughs> you're the one who said it. Be careful. All right. Um, the Lord rebuilds Jerusalem, the dispersed of Israel, he gathers. I think this is a line that we might just read over or, or just in one ear and out the other, but it's actually really significant. So the Lord rebuilds Jerusalem, the dispersed of Israel, he gathers. What's going on? Here, do you do you know? Do you think? Would you guess? Uh, is it maybe the destruction of Jerusalem in seventy AD? Is, uh, he, oh, is, is good he, guess. Okay, but no. Bill, you got anything? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What <laughs> history? I'm so we, lo- we lost him at history, Renee. <laughs> <I think> so. <laughs> so this is Psalm one forty seven. Okay, so one forty seven out of how many Psalms, Renee? Uh, you said history, not math. I don't know. <laughs> 150. Okay. So th- there's not a chron- chronological ordering to the Psalms, but one Psalm 147 does seem to re- refer to events late in the Old Testament. Okay. Era. So you were close. That's maybe with late the in the New Testament. <laughs> of, of Jerusalem. Okay. Um, but it was the, the, well, not the first period, but one of the, the, the first of the two major destructions of Jerusalem. Okay. So you were talking oh. about when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem at 70 AD after Jesus. Is this the, oh, I can't, the Persians. Babylonians. Babylonians, thank you. They When they come in, and this is 587, I believe, BC, mm-hmm. they, they lay siege to and ultimately uh, sack and uh, destroy, in effect, Jerusalem. Um, and they take... The 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 Jews, that's who lives in Jerusalem. The Jew, Jews, in deport, they're deported back to Babylon. Babylon. Right. That's how we know it's the Babylonians. So do they take all of them? No. Okay. Most like the the, the hoi polloi, right? Okay. The, the, sure. The, the influential, um, exactly. powerful. Yep. Yep. Okay. So Daniel. Sure. Uh, was uh, was a rem- member of the the one of the royal families, okay. a member of the one of the royal families. So many of the the young men of court in Jerusalem are taken back, and and they're actually like Daniel and his three buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh yeah, um, should have asked Bill. I'm sure Bill knew. 
<laughs> what? Uh-huh. Bill's on his game today. Um, they're, they're deported. Okay. Uh, so the Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. This is about how the Lord will, as as happened in history, after the per- when the Persians came to power, they allowed um, the the Jews to return to Jerusalem to rebuild Jerusalem. So the Lord will accomplish the rebuilding of Jerusalem. So this is talking about something in history that happened. But the, the second line then, the dispersed of Israel he gathers. Any idea what that's about? Uh, is that the tribes that were separated? So um, prior to the destruction of Jerusalem, after David and after Solomon, the the the, the nation of the kingdom of Israel splits. There's right. the southern kingdom of Judah and the northern kingdom, which has the name Israel. So it can get confusing. Sometimes Israel means all twelve all it, tribes. Right. Sometimes it means the northern kingdom, the northern ten tribes. And they, before the Babylonians came around, the Assyrians had deported, conquered, and deported the northern kingdom, the ten tribes the dispersed of Israel. So the dispersed of Israel, God will gather together. So what we see in Psalm 147 is a pointing to a time later in history where God will gather all of his people together, everyone, Jews, and then ultimately Gentiles as well. And that's what happened with Jesus. Ah, Good history lesson. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. All right, today in the studio, I have with me uh, Mike Banworth. He is the director of Catholic Family Sharing Appeal. And Father Scott Trainer, the Vicar of Lay and Clergy Formation for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Thanks for being here, guys. You bet. We're going to talk today. Yeah, we're going to talk today about the Catholic Family Sharing Appeal, which is coming up uh, next weekend. This will run on the seventh, so it's the next weekend is when it uh, goes out. Correct. Correct. We're going to see it in your parishes. Yeah, we'll have a kickoff weekend and then followed by a commitment weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mike. And most of us know what the Catholic Family Sharing Appeal is, but there might be some new people in the diocese. So can you tell us what this is about and why we do it? You bet. And uh, many people are aware of it and know what it is. Um, so it's a good reminder as well as for those where it might be new for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, our Catholic Family Sharing Appeal is the annual appeal that really supports all of the diocesan operations okay. and the ministries um, supported by uh, for Bishop's Office. And this is really the one time where all the parishioners throughout the diocese um, come together and are asked to make an annual contribution or series of payments right. um, to support the ministries. When we look at it, the annual appeal covers about 60% of the okay. diocesan operations of the budget. So it is critical mm-hmm. um, to the diocese and, and um, in carrying out Bishop's vision and um, just the operations that we have. Um, it really, if you think of it, supports um, the ongoing operations here, much as the contributions from parishioners support their the parish church. operations yeah. and the ministries that the parish uh, provide right. um, on an ongoing basis. And so it is important um, for us both here and for the ministries um, at the local parish. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people are probably thinking, well, I don't really care if the diocese, the diocese and offices get the money, but this, this, uh, appeal, the money that it goes towards to help uh, support the diocesan offices also helps support the parishes, correct? Correct. Can you tell me how that does that and what different ministries do that? Right. And, and the beauty of it is with the different ministries that are supported here, um, 
then in effect the parish doesn't have to be an island out there on right. its own. So so many of the things that we do, our ministries and other things that, um, whether it's faith formation or religious education, some of those things that we act as a resource here. Mm-hmm. And through the the um, offices that we have here within the diocese, they're able to to roll out programs and do things and provide that support not only from a ministry standpoint, but we think of technology and other operations where we're just a resource for right. them. So um, collectively as a diocese, and it, it um, benefits everybody and, and not just if you think here right. centrally. Right. So this past year, um, CFSA got a little weird in the middle of the year when things <laughs> uh, parishes weren't holding masses and uh, did... I don't know how to ask this question. Did it? Uh, did everything come out okay in the end for the for the previous year's CFSA uh, appeal? Yeah, you know, Good. actually, where I talk about the um, you know the overall budget mm-hmm. being about sixty percent um, covered by Catholic Family Sharing Appeal, um, parishioners were great, very Good. generous, and um, um, much of that, uh, a lot of people stepped up, and obviously, um, for those that couldn't. Um, I think a, a key of it probably also was so many people support it through their prayer. Yeah. So we, we sometimes think of the monetary support, which we obviously need, but we really need the prayerful support yeah. as well. And probably particularly this past year, when mm-hmm. you look at the unique circumstances that we were in and everything, it was just really more critical yeah. than ever that we had the prayer support as well. Yeah. So everyone kind of felt a few things uh, this past year that maybe weren't that big of a deal to them in the past. Um, one in particular um, was the Sunday TV mass that pretty much everybody had to use for a while uh, when we first um, couldn't go to mass. So this is a, 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 a ministry that has been going on for many years and is meant for those who are homebound, live in nursing homes, are sick, whatever, but the entire diocese got a chance to use it and see that, which was kind of good. Because now right. you know where that money is going to. That's just one, one of the many things. So, and and when you think of TV mass, even and really what we're called to do as parishioners and as a diocese, uh, TV mass reached well beyond our diocese, uh, yeah. as you would know. Yep. And really worldwide, yep. <clears throat> and we were able to do that. Um, you know, thinking back at this year too, there were other more tangible, concrete ways that mm-hmm. not only with our TV mass, but through our technology area, reaching out to parishes, working with them to help them stream their masses yep. at the parish level um, online and do some things that way, helping mm-hmm. with parish websites, reaching out to um, uh, help with online giving. Yep, reaching that was per- a big deal there. Also yep. very, very big and reaching parishioners with religious education, faith formation, so many things, tools that they needed online right. to be reaching out. And they to weren't familiar with how to do that and also needed a little help with some of the funding so they were able to get discounts and stuff that was provided from the diocese, which was real helpful. Exactly. Yeah, you really have that buying power. Yeah, if yeah you, will. you do. Um, so why is it important for us as Catholics to give to CFSA? I mean, we know there's the ministries, but does this do something for us? You know, it really does. So... Um, we as Catholics in Eastern South Dakota, first and foremost, we're, we're the diocese. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just the parish, it's not individuals, but collectively 
we all are the diocese, mm-hmm. and we're really called to support each other and one another as as we have in the appeal as one family. Mm-hmm. And you know, many people have been blessed and just reminded that really everything we have is a gift from God, mm-hmm. and so we're really called to respond. And how do we then return those gifts um, to others that in in need? And um, and return those gifts that are really entrusted to us. Right. So you know, Catholic Family Sharing Appeal is just one of those ways and an opportunity for us to support those that are in need around us. But really, how do we support um, Bishop in mm-hmm. his vision for the diocese? Obviously, we were blessed with with Bishop arriving mm-hmm. um, just, just about before. a year ago. <laughs> yep. Now, so that that time certainly has flown by. Yeah. But so it's not only those tangible things of where we've come from and what we have, but how do we have those dollars to support the vision for the future yeah. and where we're looking at and, and really where we're going. Yeah. And as I mentioned, it's we focus on the money, but still, you know, now then more than ever, it's still critical that we have the support of our prayers. Yeah, too. absolutely. That was a good segue into uh, talking to Father Trainer about the uh, bishop's vision, which is he received from in prayer. Um, I watched your ignition episode with Dr. Bergwald. Oh, great. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what? That was God's vision. <laughs> so um, his vision of uh, lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. And so, Father Trainer, can you explain to us how does this vision play into what we do with Catholic Family Sharing Appeal? Mm-hmm. Well, you know that uh, Jesus, as he ascended into heaven, gave the great commission to the church mm-hmm. to go and make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that he commanded us. And as Bishop has set before us this vision that he received from God as a, a way to direct the diocese of Uh, building a culture of lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. That is our local saying yes to the Great Commission, which has been given to the church from Jesus from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's a response that we need to make as a diocese. You know, in the Catholic church, the diocese is the local church. So everything that the church has to offer in the world is meant to be present in our diocese. And each of our parishes have different uh, histories and personalities mm-hmm. and particular gifts that come together as a diocesan family to make the mission of the church possible. So uh, as we are laboring in the diocesan offices, we're all, our whole orientation is always to support the work of parishes. So Bishop has such a, a beautiful trust in the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that God is raising up in individual parishes, the inspirations, the ideas, the resources that they need to respond to that vision in their local area, as opposed to just having like, here's a diocesan program, right. everyone do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, a top-down thing. It's right, more the, of a bottom, of a grassroots kind of feel. Right. It's really being a good steward of the mm-hmm. gifts that God is raising up in parishes. Like people are like, oh, this is something we would love to do. And we have people who want to do it, right? Well, as parishes are uh, hearing the vision and beginning to understand Bishop's vision and looking to how can we respond to it, they need support at different moments. Right. Sometimes they're like, Actually, we're not sure. Like, how do we decide what to do? Well, uh, the Discipleship and Evangelization Office can work with that parish to facilitate conversations to help them 
kind of gather together the creativity and inspirations that God is raising up in their parishes. Sometimes they know what they want to do, but they're like, oh, I don't know if we have any people to do it. Right. Or we uh, need technology to or, do it. Right. Or whatever or, it is. Whatever the sticking point yeah. is, right? And there's so many places, and I knew this is my my many years as a pastor in the diocese, <laughs> that when you get to a sticking point, wow, what an amazing support we can receive from the diocese to do things that we could never do on our own as a parish. Yeah. And then furthermore, as a diocese, there's things that actually we just can't do at a parish level, right. but that can be done very effectively and very fruitfully at a regional or diocesan wide level. Yeah. So um, if you just joined us, we're talking to uh, Mike Banworth and Father Scott Trainer about this year's Catholic Family Sharing Appeal and uh, what to expect from that. Um, so Father Scott, what... Do we know, this is a loaded question, do we know any of the future things that that we're going to be doing for Bishop's Vision? You're going to look at me like, no. <laughs> no, of course it is. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great question. It's a hard thing to narrow down, right? right? Um, but uh, there's a few things. Like um, many people will be familiar with uh, Totus Tuus. Right. That has been such an effective program uh, run out of the youth office with Eric Gallagher for years and years in our diocese. Mm-hmm. And the fruit of that, in terms of forming missionary disciples, people who are encountering Christ, beginning and growing in relationship with him, and then going out and helping others to do the same uh, through a deepening experience of God's love. Like that, there's a program that uh, that happens so beautifully. Uh, this year, we've kind of, ex- like last summer with COVID, right. for example, uh, we couldn't do what Totus Tuus normally does, mm-hmm. but we had this great opportunity with a lot of uh I would say evangelical entrepreneurial ship uh, to be creative. Like what can we do within the limitations that we're all going through in the middle of a pandemic? Right. And the impact that those missionary teams had in different parishes where they stayed for a month instead of just for a week as usual uh, was profound. We keep hearing stories of lives that were impacted through that effort. So we're going to continue to expand that uh, missionary program. It's going to be rebranded as Lumen Christi, mm-hmm. the light of Christ, yep. uh, both for the year, uh, both during the summer and hopefully throughout the year in uh, the coming years. Uh, that's one thing. Um, we are going to start uh, an initiative through the Discipleship and Evangelization Office called uh, the Institute for Mission Missionary Discipleship, IMD. Right? Oh, okay. Missionary right. Discipleship Formation. And it's really uh, like a brand name for just a variety of formation opportunities. So there's one thing to identify people who are inspired by this vision and have gifts that God has given them that they want to bring forward. But how do you... Um, equip them to be fruitful in the work that they want to do in their local area or regionally or even at the diocesan level. Mm -hmm. And there's a a myriad of formations. So for example, to just to grow in relationship with God, which is at the heart of missionary discipleship, Mm -hmm. people have to learn how to pray. Right. 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 Uh, I've done a lot of work for the year over the years with the Institute for Priestly Formation, which exists to teach priests and future priests how to pray, (laughs) how to grow in a personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the coming year, we're going to be rolling out a number of resources. That's just something that any parish can use in a small group setting as adult formation for youth formation. Like, what does that look like? What are the tools I need? And they're simple things, right. but they're not together in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to pull those things together in one place, make them very accessible to people to really help them at that very foundational level to meet and experience the love of God and to grow in relationship with him. And it's much easier to do that at a diocesan mm-hmm. level than at a parish level to pull all those things together. Right, and right. You know, parishes have so much going on. And again, I got to say that as a parish priest, right? There's always a ton of things going on and many things you can't kind of schedule for, right? right? Funerals and many, all the pastoral demands of a parish. It's great. It's, that's the beauty of of the parish family, right? Mm -hmm. So it's great to have um, at the diocesan level, 
people whose job it is to gather together the best resources. We don't want to reinvent things if great things are out there. We're just collecting them in a big warehouse, like right. getting an idea. Right. So when people are like, ah, I'm looking for something that might do this. Hey, here are five different options. What's going to be a great fit for you and your small group or your parish, right? That's yep. what we can help parishes do. So again, it's really trying to amplify what's happening at the, at the parish level with this kind of backstop support from the diocese. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like your uh, acronym there too, IMD. It's like Impossible Missions Department. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of, I, yeah, making impossible right. missions possible, right? That's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that can be your new tagline. That's right. Uh, another great initiative, uh, Bishop DeGroote is such a great leader for our diocese, and he's really interested that... Uh, all the work that the diocese is doing is really being aligned to advance this mission in the diocese. Mm -hmm. And one of the expressions of that is um, some new opportunities like with Catholic Family Services, yeah. for example, yeah. who have done such great work offering counseling services and many other um, charitable outreaches over the years for people in need. Mm -hmm. And um, so one of the things we're really looking at, and I know this as a, a seminary formator also, thinking with our seminarians uh, really leaning on their human development, their human formation, oh, right? right? Mm -hmm. So in seminary world, we talk about intellectual formation, spiritual formation, uh, apostolate formation, like their mission work, and also their human formation. Mm -hmm. And today, one of the biggest challenges is that human formation element. Yeah. As people come from uh, sometimes broken family situations or just, you know, the difficulties that young people in general face today, which are really different than 20 years ago yeah. or 30 yeah. years ago. And uh, we're really excited to leverage the resources and the experience that Catholic Family Services has uh, for our seminarians going through formation. Yeah. So that as a diocese, we're really uh, maximizing the investment we make in seminarian formation so that they can be healthy, happy, and holy priests in the future. Yeah, those are the best kind. It's the, be it's the best <laughs> kind. That's exactly right. So I just love how Bishop's vision yeah. allows the alignment of those resources yeah. and the investments we make through CFSA. Uh, to make that a reality. Yeah. And, you know, just in the building, even um, everybody's really getting behind that mission and really excited about it. So I think, I hope that will bleed over into the rest of the diocese and, and all of that can really take, make, uh, take a lot of fruit mm -hmm. on in the uh, area. So father, you of course ministered in a parish for a while in Yankton, right? Oh yes. Yankton. Yankton and Beersford. Okay. And Brookings a few places. <laughs> and a few places around the place. Yeah. So what was your experience of CFSA while you're in a parish? Because well, it's yeah. clearly different than it is here. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was always such an important point each year to help people know that they're not only part of their parish, but that the Catholic church of which they're a member is much bigger than just mm -hmm. our parish. Mm -hmm. uh, the parish is a family of families, but our diocese is a family of parishes. Right. And I think uh, on my experiences like, um, going down to focus conferences where you have oh, yeah. 15,000 college students from all over the country or to World Youth Days mm -hmm. with our Holy Fathers, right? Uh, the experience of just seeing that the church is so much bigger than the thing I'm familiar with every week mm -hmm. and when I go into the church on Sunday, right? And it's, it's an encouraging thing and a beautiful thing. So just to be able to tell each year the story of like, hey, what we're living each uh, week in and week out here in our parish is part of a much bigger story and a beautiful story, mm -hmm. something we can be so proud of, not only at the parish level, but uh, as being part of our diocese and through our diocese as part of the universal church. So it was always a great opportunity just to tell that story and bring that encouragement. 
And then as Catholics made in God's image and likeness, we have a need to give. Yeah. We're made in God's image and likeness. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave us everything mm -hmm. and made his image and likeness. Our fulfillment is wrapped up in having opportunities to give for things that are expressions of love to our brothers and sisters and to see the amazing work uh, really with uh, a relatively few number of say people and right. employees, right. the work that's done that is supported through CFSA is amazing. It has amazing fruitfulness. Again, amplifying the local work of parishes mm -hmm. uh, and doing so many other things that an individual parish never could do. And uh, to be able to invite people to be part of that is a great privilege every year. Yeah. I think it's important to just remember that we're here to help try to make life easier for the parishes and to just get the word of God out and help them do that. Uh, we aren't like our own parish or something mm -hmm. over here. So, <laughs> right, right. yeah, in my years in Yankton, right, yeah. for example, um, we just on a regular basis, we were supported in our payroll and HR stuff, mm -hmm. things we could never figure out as just a parish. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to have a whole other full time person, right? Yep. And the efficiencies of having the finance office be able to, and the HR office support us in those things. Um, in <laughs> never ending calls to Don Wolf and the IT department. <laughs> for our internet Tom's services fabulous. and how important that became that yeah. that was kind of bulletproof and rock solid mm -hmm. when we got shut down for COVID so yeah. that we could actually stream uh, the parish mass yep. uh, a week after we got shut down yeah. and how important that was to keep people connected. Um, the uh, I, I was a Newman Center director oh, that's for right. yep. th a third of my priesthood for seven years uh -huh. in two of our different Newman Centers at SDSU and USD. Go Jacks. Woo! Go Yotes. <laughs> no. Go. I'm very yeah. ecumenical. That's right. Mike and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like that whole ministry set at such a critical time, reaching out to college students, yeah. uh, what the decisions they make there are going to impact their practice of their faith or not for the next couple decades of their life, right. most likely. And to see the fruitfulness of those uh, ministries, which are totally not possible without the generous yeah. support that we re receive from important. CFSA. Yeah. Especially important right now in the world we live in. When people look at that list, they, I mean, I always love this every year too. Uh, the CFSA office always did a great job of like, hey, here are the ministries that are supported. Mm -hmm. When people look at that and if they can sit down with their pastor or someone who's knowledgeable and like, these are the actual things that happen and the lives that are impacted on this list of stuff. Right. I mean, it's endless. Yep. And uh, it's an amazing thing. I, I think of like uh, the multiplication of loaves and the fishes. Like here's a few gifts that are brought forward and then the explosive fruit as God blesses that generosity in really impacting lives, uh, people's lives with God's love. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. That's good to hear that uh, coming from a parish priest. So, um, Mike, before we wrap up, is there anything we missed? Anything we need to add? You know, a couple things that came to mind as as we were talking. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of the different purposes in ministries for Catholic Family Sharing Appeal and seminary and education. Mm -hmm. Year after year comes to mind, but then to hear you describing it now and the collaboration yeah. with the different areas and Catholic mm -hmm. family services and all the, so we're taking it to a whole different level. And mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty of a lot of what we're, what we're talking about, yeah. um, looking for the future. Um, the other thing uh, that really comes to mind is taking a step back and just really with CFSA um, from Bishop and from the diocese, a sense of gratitude yeah. to mm -hmm. all of the parishioners, um, not only monetarily, but right. as I mentioned, with their prayerful support, yeah. um, because we don't want to take that for granted. Yeah, keep and that up. We really need it. Absolutely. And so just a, a very big thank you to all of those that support CFSA. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I forgot that part. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all 
All right. I guess we better wrap it up. Otherwise, we'll have no room for Dr. Bergwald at the beginning. So <laughs> thanks, you guys, for being here. Thank you. Thanks. Renee. All right. All right. Uh, next week, we're actually going to have Father Trainer back to talk about Lent uh, before we begin our Lenten season. So I hope you'll come back for that. Uh, that is it for us today. Hope you'll join us next week for more Catholic Views. Thank you.